Hello, everyone. Hi, hope you're doing well today. Um, today, we're going to be talking about some job skills. Specifically, we're going to talk about how you can improve your CV. Um, come say hi in the chat. Let me know where you're from. Um, if we haven't met, you haven't seen any of my streams yet. I just started last week. My name is Emily. I'm from Canada. Um, spent about eight years living in the UK and currently traveling. So right now I am streaming to you from the Dominican Republic. All right, so let's start off. Um, you may have heard both of these words. So in some places they will say CV, in some places they will say resume. Um, in the UK and the EU, so the European Union, it's more likely to say CV, curriculum vitae, um, uh, which is a Latin word there at the end. Um, and resume is more commonly found in North America and Australia. Um, because I've spent time in both places, I think I say both interchangeably, but um, I'm more likely to say CV myself. Um, but they're the same thing, just so you know. Um, all right, so I would like to know, how long do you think a CV should be? Should it be one page, two page, or is there no limit? You should fit all the things you've done in there. Okay, so let's see who we have in the chat. So we have Nat from Moscow, Mars from Oxford, Mirel from Lebanon, Sharon from London. Awesome. Lots of people from around the world today. Um, okay, so I've, uh, I've said that all of these answers could be right. The best answer um, is that it depends. <laughs> so for finance CVs, so it really shouldn't be more than one page. Um, and other professional roles, you're, they're going to want you to narrow it down to only the most important things. Um, now, if you can do this, that's great. However, I think if you've been, you've, uh, you've already graduated university, if you've been working for a while and you really cannot fit it on one page, um, I think two pages is acceptable for most professions. Um, and then in the case of no limit, I think that this would probably only be in the case that you were applying for maybe a teaching, like a professor job or a research job. Um, and then they're going to want to see what has been all of your research. And so that is going to be no limit. And um, I have seen some examples of CVs, like for a professor job, which would be much, much longer. So that's kind of a special case. But in general, for most professional jobs, two pages. And if you can make it work, one page is excellent. Why is that? Um, so when uh, HR, human resources, is reviewing jobs, they're going through a lot. And so they might not even get to the second page. Um, they are just going to be doing a snapshot, looking for some keywords. Depending on how many applicants they're getting for the job, you might only get, um, you know, maybe 30 seconds quick review um, for the next, next review. So it's all about making your first impression count on that first page. Cool. 
All right. And so what have people been saying? So most people are saying one page. Yeah, absolutely. If you can make it work, one page is excellent, but it's also required for some. Um, then two page and then no limits. So maybe some of the no limits people uh, work in academia um, and for them, there wouldn't need to be a limit. All right. Next question. Um, this really varies a lot too. So do people put photos on CVs where you're from? Um, let's see what people say. And then I'll tell you where I think people are putting photos on versus not. Um, I'll go back to the chat while I'm waiting for answers. Let's see who we have. Fadwa from Jordan, Mark from Dubai, Mike from Spain, Mina from Iran, Poyo from Mexico, Aluni from Orlando, Kuka from France, lots of people. Um, cool. All right, so it seems that most people are from some of the countries where you do put a photo on. Um, so some of the countries or regions where it's common to put a photo on your CV include the European Union, Latin America, Southeast Asia, and the Middle East. So I grew up in Canada. So when I heard about this, I thought it was really, really strange. Um, because in Canada, for instance, there's strong laws against discriminatory hiring. And so for someone to um, have a picture of you and maybe make judgments on you based on your picture seems really strange to me for a professional job. Um, so in that case, yeah, I was surprised. In the UK also, it's not common. So the UK is like uh, North America in that case, um, where we would not put photos on. And one of the reasons is because of these laws against uh, discriminatory hiring. Um, I've even heard of people who might change their name or put a more kind of Western name um, because they don't want someone judging them for where they're from, which is, it's sad that people maybe have to go to that length in some places, but I think laws are catching up and um, society is also catching up with this. Uh, so people are able to um, leave their, their name. Um, perfect, okay. And so this is another one which varies certainly uh, would you put your marital status so that means whether you're married or not would you put your gender and your birth date on your cv so as i said for me coming from canada you're not allowed to ask these questions um, and you're certainly not allowed to make hiring decisions based on these questions so let's see if you're you do put it on yours in your countries i'll give you a moment Let's see who else we have. Alan from Kurdistan, Soraya from Saudi, Elena from Turkey, Aliona from Moldova, Shirin, Iran. Cool. So let's see. Would you put your marital status, gender, and birth date on your CV? So it's a little bit more evenly split, but still, um, still the majority are saying that yes, they would. So yeah, as I mentioned, 
this is where culture comes into CVs and resumes even. You wouldn't necessarily expect that if you're applying for a job in another country um, that you would need to completely change your CV, but you might need to. So what I would recommend, you, you can see from these just these couple questions, is that if you're planning to apply for a job in another country, please go online and research to see uh, what people include on their CVs. Because uh, if, um, I mean, they, they might not affect you, but people might find it strange if you're applying for a job and you're including your photo, um, whether you're married or not, your gender, your birth date, all on your CV and you're applying for a job in Canada, let's say people would just find it a bit strange. And the impression you're trying to make is, you know, you want to hire me, not, hmm, this is weird. <laughs> um, so that is my suggestion. Um, of course, when you're applying for a job in your own country, then you're gonna do what are the norms in your country. So I have a few general do's and don'ts, and then we're gonna go through some examples of how to write some strong accomplishment statements, which are the basis of a good CV or resume. So some generals, keep it concise. So business language tends to be concise. Um, reverse chronological order. That means the most recent will go at the top. Uh, neat and well formatted. If you can use kind of justified um, formatting, that looks really great. Uh, and use a professional font. So um, let's see here. So something like an Arial or a Tahoma, something more standard. And one thing I'd like to say is that um, under neat and well formatted, um, it's good to have some white space as well. It looks good to the eye when you can look at something and there are some blank spaces. So you're not going to want to have everything like size 8 or 10 and really close up together so that you fit it all on one page. No, it's better to do it over two pages if you need to and use a normal sized font uh, that someone will be able to read with a bit of spacing. So be mindful of white space as well and how that impacts the reader. Okay, Let's see if there's any other points in this one. Nope, I think that's good. So those are the do's. So just in general, we'll go through some specific stuff in a bit. And the don'ts. So don't include too much irrelevant information. So if you're applying for a certain job, each time you apply, you should probably have another look at your CV and see if you can take out any points. Um, you might want to have your most recent job with the most number of bullet points, for instance, and check that you want to include those examples. Um, maybe you're applying for a job which isn't exactly the same as your previous job. And so then you want to really highlight the transferable skills that you're bringing that you know they're looking for. So make sure it's relevant. Um, don't forget to update your contact details. Uh, if you haven't updated your CV in a while and you've moved or you got a new phone number, make sure that this is updated so they can get in touch with you. Um, don't include too many colors and distractions. I have seen some CVs that are kind of more for designers um, or for artists, and that's probably a different use case. I'm talking a bit more um, like professional, white collar professional jobs rather than something a bit more 
creative, which could be different. Um, um, so yeah, not too many colors and distractions. Maybe you have one accent color or something. Um, but remember that your CV might be printed out in black and white anyways, if they're printing them out to review. So it won't matter. And finally, we've already talked about the CV length, but really try not to make it longer than two pages unless you're applying for a professor job where it's expected uh, for you to include a lot more experience. Okay, cool. So what do you think is the most important part of the CV? So let's say that you are a hiring manager. So you might be HR or you might just be the person who will become the manager of this applicant. Um, what's the most important part of the CV? Okay, someone asking for some LinkedIn advice. Absolutely, we could look at that maybe on another uh, stream, but it's really important to have a good, strong LinkedIn update. Uh, depending on your industry, you might also be expected to be um, kind of posting on LinkedIn quite regularly with uh, thought leadership or interesting articles and making comments. So that is absolutely important to have your LinkedIn up to date. Mm -hmm. Okay, see if there's any other questions. If you have any questions during uh, the stream at all, put, put them in the chat. And then whenever there's a moment, I'm kind of waiting for you to answer uh, some quizzes, I can go and answer those for you. So whether that's a vocab point, which I saw someone already answered the meaning of marital, um, or a question about doing another stream, like someone said for LinkedIn, please go ahead and put it in the chat and I will have a look at that. Great. Okay. Perfect. So we are having most of the people saying the personal statement or profile, yeah. So it might be in your country, you're not really sure what this is because there's different structures for CVs, but this is kind of um, the headline after your name and your contact information, you would have this personal statement or profile. Um, it might be like six or seven sentences stating who you are, what you're looking for and highlighting some of your key skills. I've also seen some CVs where they might have key skills as kind of the next section. So this is a bit of personal preference uh, for structure, but absolutely, I think I would agree, this is an extremely important um, part of the CV because it's the first thing that the HR or hiring manager will likely read. Um, recent job experience is the next one that people have said. Absolutely also very important. <clears throat> I think particularly if you are putting, um, putting your job roles in bold before you include uh, your accomplishment statements, that's gonna also pop out to the HR or hiring manager. And that way they're gonna have a really quick and clear idea of who you are. Um, and then the next one that people have responded is matches the job advert 100%. Now, I would actually disagree with this point. I think that um, often we talk about kind of the gender pay gap and that uh, maybe women aren't going for um, jobs that they don't feel qualified for. <clears throat> and there's been research that shows that women often won't apply for a job until they think that they have 100% 
of the qualifications. But um, on the flip side, um, a man applying for the same job might say, oh, I've got 60 to 80, that's enough, I'll apply. So I would encourage you not to feel discouraged and try to meet 100% of the job advert. Why? Because if you are someone who shows promise um, and a willingness to learn, then you're going to have room to grow in the role. Often companies don't want to hire someone who is 100% um, matched to the job because that means that as soon as they hire them, they might get bored. And then where is there further to go? Unless it's a large company and it's going to be very easy for them to promote them into a more challenging role. But I think it's always good. And this is a nice thing to speak to if you get to the interview stage and you do have some gaps, you can talk about the fact that you are looking for a role that has room to grow and you are very willing to learn. And you can point to some experiences that you have that provide a good foundation or that are transferable. Um, so don't worry about matching 100% for sure. Um, and then the other two, no one's said yet, but I'll just touch on them and why I've included them as uh, possibly most important parts. Um, no spelling mistakes. So someone just said that as well. Now they've clicked on it. And the thing is a lot of companies now will use screening software to screen for keywords, um, but also to screen for any mistakes. And if there's spelling mistakes, sometimes your CV will not even make it to HR or the hiring manager. Um, if they aren't using this software, the first person who reviews it and sees a mistake might put it right into the trash bin. Um, very, very important to have, um, to have no spelling mistakes. Have someone else review your CV. It's very important. Depending on who you get as your HR or hiring manager, they may not allow you to go to the next stage. That's it. And finally, personal interests. So no one has said this yet, but um, I would argue that the personal interests is a very important part of your CV. Why? Um, a lot of the times, they, a company is going to have many candidates who are equally qualified and could all do the job well. It's going to come down to a little bit who they like. Um, and who is a unique individual. So people like to work with people they like in general. Of course, it's good to have uh, diversity. And so that's really important that you get different types of people. But if you hear that someone has a personal interest, um, maybe they race, uh, race motorbikes or they... Um, they're learning some new sport or something. It's something to talk about with them at the interview stage when you're in the informal parts of the interview. And so sometimes this can form a connection um, and it just shows kind of your human side. Um, we're not all robots who are just gonna be going and plugging in for information, especially with artificial intelligence coming around. A lot of jobs can be done. Um, by technology. So we want to focus on our human side as well, which comes through in personal interests. Again, this might be a cultural thing that I just think it's important from a North American or a British perspective in your country, they might find it weird that you're talking about anything personal. So please, uh, yeah, kind of sense check to see what it's like in your country before 
just taking my advice. This is from a um, Canadian British perspective. Cool. So <clears throat> couple questions in the chat. Um, if I didn't put my social media account in CV, would it be a disadvantage? Um, social media is a tricky one. If you have a social media account where you're maybe promoting products and things like that, you probably would need to do this, that you have that. Um, I think in general, I don't think people would put their personal social media accounts. You might want to go and make your social media accounts private. Um, go and check that everything on there you would be happy for an employer to see because I am certain that reviewing social media accounts is now part of the hiring process. Um, so it would really depend on the nature of the social media account um, and whether you would need to kind of disclose it or not. Um, so if someone doesn't have work experience, what should you write in work experience? Excellent question. Um, so when I was first starting out, I had a couple of part-time jobs in high school to include, but when I, I was starting to look for professional jobs, I, um, I had started to do some volunteering. Um, so what I called that, and you could call it different things, you could have volunteer experience. So if you don't have any volunteer experience, I encourage you to go and find some. It's a great way to start building those skills, which are transferable. Um, so you could call it volunteer experience, or I called mine um, leadership skills. Perfect. Um, so there's different ways of calling it. And someone's asked about LinkedIn. Definitely put your LinkedIn on there. Of course, that's going to be a professional social media account. Um, and also people might be reviewing your CV on the computer. So make it a clickable link too. So they can just click on it. Perfect. Okay. So now we're going to go into kind of the meat of the CV and some of the most important, important parts. So it's not just about um, putting the job name and listing all the tasks you did or all of your responsibilities. No, we want to know what you uniquely accomplished and contributed to that company. Um, so you need to be communicating the results you achieved and what transferable skills and professional competencies you now have because of that. Um, simply taking your old job description and copying, pasting a couple things across is not going to do it. <laughs> um, so what do we want to start with? First, we will kind of start with just a big list. So I'd like you to, not now, you can come and look at this stream later if you're working on uh, uh, refreshing your CV, but you're going to list out your jobs and you will put all the accomplishments you can think of for each of them any sort of contribution to the company. It could be sort of extracurricular things, like maybe you were on the social committee um, helping to plan after work events, or maybe you were on a sustainability committee if you were helping to reduce paper use. Or, so anything that's outside of your day job too can absolutely um, be here as your contributions. So you're just making a big list. And as you're making this list for each accomplishment, try to think if you can quantify it. So for example, um, you might just have said, oh, I increased sales, da, da, da. By how much? Can you say 10% per year, da, da, da? 
you might say, I trained a group of new employees. How many I trained 50 new employees in a two-week program? So trying to put numbers in there wherever you can helps people to understand the scope of the role. Um, perfect. So that's kind of the initial step. Then you're going to want to take each of these accomplishments and try to put it through this formula. Uh, so I'll go through some examples in a moment, but the general formula is action verb, the project or task, and the evidence or outcome. So you're trying to use really descriptive wording to portray your role and your involvement and what was the outcome. So let's see here. So I have an example. So led a group of 20 volunteers in um, distributing uh, backpacks to the, the local community center, um, resulting in um, better service by 25%. So in that one, led is the action verb. And then the project or the task is a group of volunteers and it resulted in better service. That is one example. We'll go through a couple more now and you'll see the difference between simply stating your activity versus your accomplishment. So here, the first one activity, developed and implemented divisional and store merchandise plans. Okay, that's uh, the activity you did, but what did you accomplish? Um, so a better way to state this would be increased sales by 22% through developing and implementing divisional store merchandising plans. So you still have the same uh, wording there generally, but you've, you've mentioned what the outcome is, you've put the percentage, you've used a number, people understand what was the actual impact. Here's another comparison. Created marketing campaigns for new product launches. Great. Well, what did you do? What was your involvement? Um, so exceeded sales targets. It'd be better if you could include a number here. Uh, by designing an innovative marketing campaign developed through extensive competitor analysis, targeting untapped market sectors and working with dealers to develop stronger merchandising incentives. So this second one is great. The only thing that's missing, as I said, is some numbers to quantify. So whether that would be talking about how much you exceeded sales targets by um, or maybe how many of these campaigns you did. Okay. So I would like you now to send me a job accomplishment that you've done. So tell me what the job was and then give me a little sentence and we'll see if we can improve it and make it into more of an accomplishment statement. So I'll give you a moment. And, and as you're doing that, I'll give some more examples. Um, so just verbally, I'll, I'll give you some examples. Here I have, um, so one could be generated over 35,000 unique hits per month by developing and managing a 200 page active server commercial site within six months of going live. Lots of information in there. That would be for a web developer, of course. Um, the next one might be increased annual sales from 11 to 17 million in three years through gathering and analyzing data to develop and implement a new marketing campaign. Okay, so that's a marketing role. Improved vendor management 
by persuading and negotiating with board of directors to adopt a five-year strategic plan. Okay, so that might be like a strategy role. And the last one I have as an example, saved $10,000 annually by developing an innovative, cost-effective concept in project management through assigning the design engineering to outside contractors. All right, so this is a engineering role, um, or no, design engineering. So this is maybe a project management role and they found a way to save money. Let's see. Okay, so I'll give a moment. And in the chat, Meryl is asking me, I watch many webinars that empower me a lot. Should I add them on my CV? Um, I think unlikely that you would include a webinar on its own on the CV. If it was kind of as part of a course that you took, maybe what you could do, however, is under your personal interests. Um, if there are webinars that are like on leadership or um, a specific topic, you could include that in your personal interests. So maybe you could include, um, yeah, like leadership development as an interest or um, a common one where there's lots of um, good information is like a TED talk. So maybe you could put TED talks in your personal interest. Um, if you don't know what those are, they're uh, kind of uh, 20 minute uh, talks on different topics spanning leadership, uh, energy, um, emotional intelligence, kind of a huge wide, huge wide range, but usually 20 minutes. And that's a great way to practice your English too. You can put on subtitles. It's awesome. Okay. So. All right. I'm going to keep going now. Let's see here. <clears throat> so I talked about starting off these statements with an accomplishment verb. So what could those be? Um, I won't read all of these out now, uh, but you could take a screenshot or if you're gonna come back and be working on your CV, your English CV, maybe you're applying for jobs abroad, um, then you can come back and have a look at these words and try to think of ways to incorporate them into your own CV. Don't use the same one a bunch of times, of course, try to mix it up. Um, so that takes a bit of creativity. You don't wanna keep saying increased, increased, increased um, <laughs> for every single, um, job accomplishment. So use some variety there. <clears throat> okay. So I would like to know, um, what is the goal of a CV? Is it to get a job or is it to get an interview? Let's see what you think. Right, everyone's, it's fairly even, but one's a little bit ahead at the moment. Let's see where we land. Um, okay, it's pretty much 50-50. And so I would say, yes, you're both right. However, one of you is a little bit more right. Um, I think that the first thing you need to do is get in the door. If you don't even get an interview, you're not gonna get a job. So <laughs> you need your first stage 
is really getting an interview, getting their attention, um, looking like you could be a good enough fit that they want to meet you and learn more. Not just about your skills, they also want to meet you and see who you are as a person um, and how you could help and contribute to the team. So both are correct. Again, and it's pretty much 50-50, but I think uh, the first thing you need to do is get through the door, get an interview. Cool. Okay. So I talked a little bit about this before when I said I want you to make a big, long list of all your accomplishments. But the reason you do this is because then you have a long form of your CV. And so this way, when you're going to apply for new jobs that might be slightly different, you can go and just then you copy and paste from that list that you've already created all these accomplishment statements and you can customize um, which transferable skills you want to show and which accomplishments are most important and relevant to that job. So have your long form CV kind of ready on your computer somewhere and then you're going to shorten it up and tidy it up for the specific role make sure it's customized. Um, try to fit in. Another great tip is um, look on the job advert and they're going to be using a few different keywords. Try to find a way to use those keywords in your CV. Some companies will be using software again, which is going to scan for keywords. And if they don't see enough of them, then you might not be seen as, as much of a fit. So um, try to fit those words in uh, to your sentences where you can. Okay. And this is kind of the general outline of a chronological uh, CV or resume, again, from more of a, a North American perspective. So this is how I would do it. Um, but if you're from a different country, please look up some examples from your country. Uh, one of the main kind of switches that you would do is if you're still a student, um, high school or university, I would put education first because that's currently the most important thing for you. As soon as you get your first job after university, um, so maybe you've had some like part-time jobs and things then or uh, volunteer roles, that can go below. But as soon as you have your first full-time job, then your work experience should come up to the top. Um, but as a student, being in university, University is the most important thing that goes up to the top. Okay, I'm curious to know how many people are looking for a new job at the moment. So I think um, through this time of the pandemic, a lot of people have realized I want something different. Um, I'm not passionate about this. I want somewhere that, um, I don't know, fits my needs better. A lot of companies are coming up with new policies about how much you have to come into the office or what other benefits you get. Um, inflation is happening around the world up to like 10% in some countries where we're not used to so much inflation. Um, so I know some of you from, or maybe from countries where inflation's always very large and you're like, we, you know, we're used to that. Um, so these are different reasons why you might be looking for a change. Just curious to see. And, um, if you are looking for a change, then absolutely, I recommend you watch this stream again and try to incorporate some of the points, particularly if you're looking for a job where they are needing English um, or you need to submit an English CV. Um, even if it's in a different language, I think some of these points still hold true. Um, if you're maybe looking for a job, now is a good time to get your CV refreshed so that 
if a recruiter contacts you through LinkedIn or you hear of a job through your network, um, you're ready with a fresh CV. And if not, it's always good to test the market. Maybe you aren't looking for a new job, but you have a opportunity to negotiate um, for a new salary annually. Um, maybe it's worth sending your CV to a couple of companies to get a feel for what is the market? What is my value if I was to leave? I'm not looking to, but I'd like to know what my market worth is. Um, cool. And there's a question, is Excel important to add in CV? Absolutely. Um, the entire um, Microsoft suite is used, I think, in most professional jobs. And if you have a job that's going to include any sort of analysis or database work, um, I think a lot of jobs are using Excel, then absolutely it's important to add that as a skill. And so as I said, um, this could come through your profile. You might want to do a separate skills section for different, um, like if you're doing more of a, uh, maybe like a web designer role, you might need to go and put all the different types of code, you know, and so you need that skills section. Um, for me, I use Excel a lot in um, my other job. And so I would just make this clear through my accomplishment statements that I'm doing my analysis using Excel. Okay. So yes, we have the majority of people who are looking for a job at the moment. So I think that is kind of the current climate is that people are looking for more and better from their employers. And um, so they are looking for a change. Um, six people saying no, and three people saying maybe. Okay, so I think for everyone, it's kind of good, even if you're not looking, as I said, at least once a year um, to look at your CV, check that it still reflects who you are and any recent accomplishments because you don't want to forget them even if you're just adding to your long CV form where you're adding your extra accomplishments and you deal with tidying it up later. Okay. Let's see here. So, and then I'd like to just know when is the last time you updated it? So maybe some of you people who are looking right now, it's been a month or less, six months, a year plus, don't remember. <clears throat> okay, and then I have a question in the chat doing a supporting role, um, so I don't have any business accomplishments to show for my CV. So I think um, you still absolutely have accomplishments. Um, in a supporting role, you're helping the business run smoothly. Um, so I don't know exactly what you're doing, but maybe you're helping, um, you could say that you're doing, helping board meetings run smoothly by ensuring that papers get out on time, or maybe you are, um, you know, keeping keeping the department organized through um, office management. So you want to talk about like what impacts do you have? Of course, you have accomplishments and success um, in your role. And there's uh, there's things that you can talk about, skills that you've developed. Um, so think about the different projects that you've had, or um, another great way could be when you have your next review companies do this differently. It might be annual or twice a year. Um, when you have your next review, ask them. Um, you could say, these are the things that I think I've been doing well. Um, is there anything else that you 
could say that I'm doing well or you could you could comment on um, feedback is really important you could even ask for it in um, I don't know if you have like a one-to-one -one meeting each week but I think asking for feedback from those you work with and for is um, is really important and totally acceptable so that's a good way to start um, cool all right so so most people saying in the last month, so excellent. So they are up to date, three people a year plus. So it might be time to do your annual review then. A few people don't remember and a couple people six months. So anyone who's a year plus or don't remember, now is definitely the time to pull it out. Um, whatever stage you are, maybe if you're retired, you don't want to go and have a look at it. Um, but it's good to keep it up to date and fresh, even if you're just going and adding a few bullet points really roughly so that you don't forget later when you are looking for a job um, what your accomplishments have been. Cool. So that is it for our topic today. Um, all about CVs and resumes. Um, I will see if there's some other topics around this area that could be good. Someone mentioned LinkedIn. I wouldn't say that I'm like a star LinkedIn user, but might have some tips. Um, and that's it. So good luck with your job searches or good luck with your salary negotiations. Um, and enjoy your week. Talk to you soon. Bye.